Hello there, you're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Friday the 2nd of June. Today I am joined by Duncan Balcon, who is a Watson's Daily Ambassador. Hey there Duncan, how are you doing today? Hi there Peter, I'm very well thank you, how are you? Yep, very good, very good. So which um, story did you decide to pick from today's Watson's Daily? Yeah, so I, I picked a story from the Daily Telegraph um, yep. talking about the plunging uh, cost of electric vehicles, or more specifically, the end of that plunge. Um, yeah. So um, its uh, article focuses around Autotrader. Yeah. Um, Autotrader now reckon that the prices for used electric vehicles have bottomed out, uh, mm-hmm. mainly down to the uh, growth of demand outpacing the growth of supply. Yeah. It's quite an interesting thing, I think. Um, now, obviously, there's been a lot of um, used EVs on the market recently, particularly kind of the beginning of this year. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people who started finance packages in kind of 2018 for a, mm-hmm. a five-year package or 2020 for a three-year package. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started to put their cars on the market um, when those financing schemes came to an end. Yeah. Um, but now it, it seems that obviously that kind of glut of <laughs> of cars seems to have been cleared mainly. Um, mm. And like I said, now Auto Trader reckon that the the prices overall have bottomed out. Mm. Um, and I think that's interesting and potentially problematic for the industry in general, because mm. um, I think a lot of people would have been put off buying. Uh, a new electric vehicle over the last few years for all the reasons we've discussed previously Mm -hmm. they are relatively expensive um charging infrastructure still really needs work Mm. Uh, a lot of people still have range anxiety but i think people that would have been kind of on the fence might have been swayed by the fact you could get a used one for comparatively little money Mm. Um, but if that is now bottoming out that incentive probably has gone away somewhat Mm. and obviously the range anxiety the lack of infrastructure and everything that those concerns are still going to be there Mm. um so i think it's quite interesting in the sense that like i said these prices now bottomed out uh, and really we need to see a bit more kind of supply i think to catch up with some the demand to to kind of encourage people to keep buying again Mm. um particularly as we're now getting closer and closer i I said this last year i was like oh we've got ages till the uh till the date where you know traditional combustion engine cars have to be phased out mm. and we're, we're just saying um, I've, i moved house a year ago it doesn't feel like a year ago but that, no. year, disapp- that year has disappeared yeah. so, so yeah. I'm saying by definition the next six and a half seven years yeah. uh to that deadline they're going to absolutely fly by yeah. so it's kind of particularly i think on the infrastructure side a lot of work needs to be done mm. to encourage people into electric vehicles even though i would argue range anxiety for a lot of people is one of these kind of People are worried about it and they don't need to be, mm. I think. Mm. Um, but whether they need to be or not, people are still worried about it. So it's something that needs, <laughs> it needs addressing. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, I just, I just thought that, that story was particularly interesting this morning. What's your take on it? Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I, I think that, um, uh, you know, the, the pull of electric vehicles will t- continue to get stronger. You know, the closer we get to the deadline, the more people talk about them, the more people get them. You know, I mean, it's not that I mean, what a few years ago, it would be a bit unusual, perhaps, if in your circle of friends um, that someone has an electric vehicle. Um, But now, you know, a lot more people have them. You see them more on the road. um, And, you know, the more people I mean, it does seem that I, I have yet to hear anyone who I know that has an electric vehicle say, I wish I didn't get an electric 
you know, I mean, they they all seem to be <clears throat> pretty, you know, pretty keen on the, uh, you know, on on the vehicle itself. Yeah, um, it does do one of those, doesn't it? That when, once people have made that step and bit mm, the bullet and gone, I'm going to go for it, they go, oh, actually, that was yeah. That all those things I was worried about don't seem to have really affected me. Yeah, and I, and I think actually the more times, like you, you know, if you've got mates who bought one um you know i'm i mean you, you'd probably say oh yeah look can i can i uh can i go in your car sort of thing you, you know you drive around and you presumably you'd be you'd be thinking wow actually this is pretty good so i think that that kind of thing i mean the sort of word of mouth um the the conversation just continues um with it so it's very much in the forefront of, of most people's minds i mean i think the, you know the 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 big out the, for the moment i would say the big initial outlay is is makes life difficult i think mm. in terms of uh in terms of a, a quick pickup in terms of um demand for electric vehicles um but if you if you if you put that um you know if that is resolved um you know, with with let's say uh, at some point when inflation falls to reasonable levels and interest rates aren't so high, mm. um, then which maybe next year, you know, maybe a year, you know, a year hence, perhaps. Um, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe at that point, you know, that's again, you get the um, interest rates lower. Um, people having a bit more spending power one year closer to um, to the deadline one year of infrastructure investment will make you know will, will um, increase momentum uh, potentially so I mean I, I think this is you know it's interesting um, and I know I mean you're you're in the market aren't you for for an electric vehicle at the moment I am, yeah. I think I said this to you earlier. My my the company I work for yeah. <laughs> just introduced an electric car scheme, so kind of a salary sacrifice thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I was looking at getting an electric vehicle anyway. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to be honest with you, that has made me even more inclined to do it because obviously yeah. that obviously everyone knows the benefits of a salary sacrifice scheme, mm. uh, car, or car benefits scheme. Sorry. Um. Uh. But I was looking at it anyway, and as a result, I've been doing quite a bit of research over the last few months. Um. Mm. And talking to people I know that have got electric vehicles about things like the range anxiety and things like that. Mm. Uh, and I think I was telling you earlier, one, one guy I know, close family friend, has had a Tesla, um, mm. long, range, long range Tesla, I'll put out there, mm. so fairly top of the range thing, um, for last 18 months. And when I asked him about range, this guy does a lot of miles for work. We're talking mm. kind of, what I reckon, about 20,000 a year, thereabouts. Mm. So mm. a lot of mileage. Mm. And he's had this Tesla for 18 months. And I think he said he's used a public charger three times. Mm. That is amazing, isn't it? Really? Which I either went, oh, okay. Mm. So if and I do, I do it well, well less than half the mileage he does mm. here. Like, yeah. well, if it works for him, <laughs> yeah, someone does a lot of mileage, and actually, that I think providing you plan in or you've got the home charger or something mm. for a lot of people, that actually, like I said, isn't. And that's what I said earlier. I don't think the range anxiety is a for most people is a fear like grounded on facts i think it's mm. something that obviously has been spiraled around the, the media and everyone's gone oh i'll get on but i'll run out and then as a result i said realistically if i leave home at the moment with my diesel car with a full mm. tank mm. okay its range is long larger than most electric vehicles mm. but how often do i go somewhere come back and have to find a fuel station en route and the mm. answer is not very often Mm. In fact, never unless I'm driving to Scotland, really. Mm. Uh, so, so yeah, it's, it, I think, yeah, like I said, I'm in the market at the moment and I'm doing my research. I'm finding that if you listen to a lot of owners, like you said, not many people sit there and go, oh, I really regret that. 
Mm. I mean, are, yeah, and yeah. most people are much more more happy with their purchase than they thought they would be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you do wonder whether some of that is like you you feel you feel that the out you have to kind of psychologically justify the outlay, so therefore yeah. you're more likely to be positive than you are negative. But even yeah, so, definitely. but even so, I mean, I you know, one thing I've pointed out in the past is maybe. Um, you know, was 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 my concern about maybe um, batteries depleting um, in terms of them losing their charge more quickly, which then mm. effectively reduces the range. Um, but you know, I mean, I don't know. I've forgotten what the statistic is, but for for the majority, the vast majority of um, uh, you know car journeys are something like less than thirty minutes or, or something like that. You know, and I mean, I know for myself, you know, that that, that would be true. I mean, it's just a case of, you know, I mean, obviously I live live life in the fast lane. And so we're talking <laughs> uh, supermarket, dropping kids off at school, you know, that sort of thing. But um, for the vast majority of people, that is what their car does, isn't it? Yeah. Not many yeah. people travel long distance to work anymore, but, but by car. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I so, you know, from that point of view, you kind of think, well, actually... Um, even if batteries deplete, it's not going to be that, you know, it's not going to be that bad. Um, it's not going to affect you that much. Um, and so I, I wonder whether we will see sustained um, demand for electric vehicles over over the next few years, um, because, you know, more people will be interested. They may want to save themselves a bit of money. Um but yeah, you know, the fact of the matter is we are moving towards, um, you know, electrification. Uh, conversely, I wonder what will, I, I would have thought that the um, value of uh, diesel cars will uh, will drop considerably, you know, over over next. Won't not quite yet, but, you know, maybe over again over time as we get closer to the to the deadline. Um, more people are going to go electric and decide to avoid um, diesel. So, yeah. You, you would have thought so, yeah. I, I was just thinking about what you were just saying about battery depletion. I wonder if that will encourage more people maybe to buy a newer or a new or nearly new uh, vehicle as opposed to a much older car used vehicle. Just because yeah. with, I mean, this is, again, me assuming something, knowing nothing about the technology. Mm. Uh, but with mobile phones, you can make a big difference to the depletion of the battery life, depending on how responsible you are charging it. Mm. And I know it's a much, much different bit of kit, but you'd imagine that by treating the battery well in an electric vehicle you could you could do the same thing like not trickle yeah. charging it every night for example yeah, yeah. Uh, which i know is one of the things trickle charging phones regularly is something yeah. that depletes the battery isn't it so i'm just wondering yeah. whether that would encourage people maybe to buy a newer one because then they're in more yeah. control over the, the depletion of that battery yeah i mean i and i would have thought <clears throat> that the car makers are going to may they may play on that perhaps i mean <clears throat> Um, although they, if they do that, they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot with dealerships that sell used as well. Yeah. But maybe, but you know, yeah. I mean, it's it is something um, that that people may think of for sure. Um, yeah. But then, the more people buy new new cars, the more will go on the used market later on because maybe people will do that whole thing of changing their cars every two years or whatever. And then we'll see a lot more uh, electric vehicles on market. And, and, you know, there are just more and more of these, these vehicles being 
released anyway, you know, in terms of um, uh, car maker lineups. So, yeah, there's, there's going to be more. And, and so I think they, they, the more everyone, the more released, the more people talk about it, the more they see the, uh, the charges uh, going up, um, then the, more e- the, the better they will feel about potentially buying. Mm. I suppose that's the thing, actually. It doesn't really matter for the market whether people are buying new or used. At least if mm. you're buying to then, like I say, get more on the market in a few years' time and, and, mm. and that sort of thing. So, yeah, that, like I said, that was my, my favourite story this morning anyway. <laughs> what was yours, Peter? Yeah, so um, I decided to pick a story um, that was about um, AI um, being used in deal-making, right? So there's a there's a... <clears throat> there's a, an article in the FT today um, that was talking about how um, v- venture capital funds, uh, private equity firms and accountancies are have been starting to use AI to screen potential acquisition targets. Mm. Um, now, you know, I guess the, the, the sort of headline thinking behind this is that uh, it can take out a lot of the donkey work and... Um, screen out, uh, um, you know, uh, companies that just don't fit the criteria of of the company, you know, of the VC or the private equity firm or whatever. Um, and they can do it quickly, which means that they they can spend more time on the stuff that is viable. So in theory, I think that sounds, you know, like a like a very good idea. And again, in theory. You know, you would have thought that you could train your AI with using, say, the accounts of, so say, the last few years of accounts of whatever company it is that you're looking at. Um, And then you then input your criteria of, you know, what you are looking for. And then, in theory, you just type, you know, chuck in a a company, uh, that company, and then um it will spit out the the um you know the results and say you should be looking at this company which then means you can great okay now now i'll have a look so i mean i you know this is screening has been used forever um for companies either in terms of investing directly in a company or uh fund managers stock picking you know they'll Mm. use a variety of different methods um, you know, they might use, um, you know, they'll use, uh, I don't know, like dividend policies or, you know, they, they'll, they'll screen for um, dividend income or something like that. And, and maybe they'll screen in terms of um, technical analysis, and, you know, chart analysis and all that sort of malarkey. Um, and, you know, they do that. And then the idea is then you end up with a more with a tighter uh, a, a group of potential targets and then you spend your time on that. So yeah. I think that that you know it does sound like a very good idea. It's not, um, you know, it's 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 not exactly groundbreaking to do that. But what is groundbreaking is, of course, the AI element. Now, I mean, the thing is with it is that I do wonder at this point, um, this will work for whoever's got the best AI, yeah, um, and whoever trains their whoever trains their models the best but then i kind of think that you know once you start seeing um performance tables so if you've got a lot of firms they're saying right we use ai and so you let's say you 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 monitor the the progress of uh, or the performance of let's say the top 10 
that use AI, there will be some that are particularly good. Um, and so you, you as, a, as a fund, would presumably then just approach whoever's number one or number two, uh, approach their team, say, hey, you know, you've done your AI thing over there. Why not come to us and, uh, you know, build us one? And then, then presumably, then the, that person or that team goes over to the new company, get paid a hell of a lot more uh, for doing it because obviously they're in demand. Um, and then after that, and then, you know, do the same thing, but with tweaks, because presumably there'll be a non-compete and whatnot. And actually, that's another debate in itself. But anyway, Isn't it just? <laughs> yeah. but anyway, you know, they'll go over there, they'll do their stuff. And you kind of you I wonder whether over time you're going to end up with kind of similar models because everyone will want the one that performs the best. And then yeah, and, you know, that was yeah. my that was my partial concern with this. Yeah, um, what you just said there, because actually AI by its very nature learns from its own mistakes over time and improves mm. itself. So my concern was whether this would end up with essentially every bot, every AI mm. system recommending the same thing or actioning the same thing and kind of mm. almost stagnating stagnating a marketplace that actually is kind of reliant on some people doing well and some people not doing well. Yeah. But I know that's just a, just a slight concern, but like you said, because of the way things are set up, actually, mm. and you'd have to you'd have to teach your AI how you wanted to do things, you'd assume mm. they would still end up different. Mm. Um, but there is that potential at some point, I guess, in the very distant future, that you could end up with a lot of bots doing the exact same thing. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine that, and um, you know, I mean, obviously, there will still be the human element in there. Um, mm. So I don't think uh, that jobs are particularly um in you know in 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 danger at the moment mm. but um but yeah you know i do think that this is a this is an interesting uh, also, uh, uh, you know additional use um of of ai and whether or not so the i mean one other thing though which i i kind of guess is maybe an extension of this is that yeah. um is that the way if we go towards rather than investing directly in companies and maybe a more a, a, an earlier stage Will AI be used to invest in the stock market? Um, and that becomes a, a different kettle of fish, I would say, um, because in that case, there will be there is so much information in the market. But you'd have to you'd have to make sure that it had access to absolutely up up to date information because things can change so much. I mean, um you know, things can happen overnight that will devastate a stock. I mean, take FTX, for ex for example. You mm. know, it was poodling on, along quite nicely, and then suddenly it all, it all kicked off. Now, if your AI was maybe operating up to, like, information that was maybe up to a week old, you would have made a horrendous nightmare of a pick. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and you know, a, a lot of you, you get um, a lot of a lot of funds will be choosing things, um, choosing to buy uh, and sell um, you, according to an algorithm. Mm. But if you then I wonder what I wonder whether if you add the AI elements on top of that, will that actually, the only way that will actually be better um, and it more enhanced than, say, an algorithm is um, is if the information is absolutely up to the minute um, because I think with, with AI in particular, uh, as they say, rubbish in equals rubbish out. 
so you're only as good as the information that you put inside there but but anyway it should it you know it it would be interesting i mean i i guess with investment you do the same thing you could input you somehow train the the um the model on the accounts of the last year year or two or few years um then input put some criteria in there and see what it comes out with then do your fundamental analysis i mean it is it is possible to do but... yeah there's loads, loads of possibilities there aren't there and particularly mm. like as ai improves streamlining all of those processes mm. there's a lot of scope there but like i said you have to train it the right way mm. yeah so there we go um anyway um well i mean thank you very much um for for your insights today Duncan. Yeah, thanks for having me it's always good um so thank you very much and thank you very much for listeners for listening to us um today and we'll be back again next week many thanks thanks a lot peter bye